0: Well, 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 well. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to everybody except for Michigan fans. <laughs> That's not the way to ring in 2022. It just isn't. It's not fair. Uh, we got a lot to do tonight. Uh, and and uh I want you to weigh in. I need you to give me your thoughts on where you think the state of our teams here in this state are. Because look, things are on the ascending path for both Michigan and Michigan State. We'll get to the Spartans coming up here in just a couple of minutes. But I need you to call in. I want to hear from you, 800-859-0957, 800-859-0WJR. Last night, aside from uh, all of the New Year's Eve shenanigans that you may have found yourself in, what a big football game. Here in the state. The Big Ten champs taking on Georgia. That vaunted Georgia team. All year, it's been Georgia, and then it's been everybody else. Until the Bulldogs got shellacked in the SEC championship game. Then, I think the Wolverines kind of felt like, hmm, maybe we can hang with this team. Well, spoiler alert, they they never did. They never could hang with this team. And and, and I, I want to preface right off the top by saying what this team did this year, what this team did in terms of coming off of the year that they had last year, winning two games, and going forward, beating Ohio State, winning the Big Ten, those are really big deals for this program. It's a really big deal for Jim Harbaugh. And and what I think we all kind of thought his future was going to be with this with this program. Those are big deals. Well, they, they checked the first two off. You beat Ohio State and you win the Big Ten. Those are big check marks that Jim Harbaugh was able to cross off on his whiteboard in his office. Now, when you go to the playoff, I think you're playing with house money. I don't. I, I think it's gravy because you didn't expect to be here. You certainly didn't expect to beat Ohio State, and you certainly didn't expect to go to Indy. So you're playing with house money. But as a Michigan fan, you want to go to that game, and you want to show up. You want to go to that game and you want to show that you belong. You want to show that you can hang. And so last night, unfortunately for the Wolverines, it just didn't happen. And and I will tell you. Because I'll, I'll tell you when I thought. And Jason, look, I, I'd love to hear from when you kind of thought the wheels were falling off, too. Yeah. I'll tell you when I thought, oh boy, this is bad. This is this is gonna be. A really long New Year's Eve, and it was the first play of the game. It was a nine-yard slash, sets up a second one for Georgia, and I'm thinking, "Uh-oh, this is gonna go really poorly." And you you watch the way that they worked in some of these guys. You watch the way that they worked in Kenny McIntosh and James Cook, like you you see why Zamir White why these guys are who they are and and you thought maybe Michigan had an opportunity you maybe have the advantage the upper hand Michigan's D line versus Georgia's O line never really transpired and and I thought after that first play I thought uh-oh we're in trouble here and then, of course, everything just snowballed. And by the time it was halftime, it was twenty-seven to three. What? When was that moment for you, Jace? When did you think the wheels were falling off?
1: Uh, when it was seventeen to nothing, uh, my buddy had text, or I texted my buddy. I said, Are "You doing okay?" I think he was. I said, it's he "Nice said, to check up on your woman." You have friends. to and Michigan had gotten the ball back he said they got to score on this drive right here and so i said they don't they they don't play from behind well Dude, uh, they, they could, have it
0: all year it's not their it's not who they are no
1: and, and they couldn't establish the run and then when when they went to you know whether it was mccarthy in the game whether it was McNamara, they were both just running for their lives they had 2 seconds maybe to throw the ball and i said oh good god this is this is ugly and man that georgia defense hits hard
0: Mm, 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 mm. I'll tell you what, here's the deal is no matter what you say about the differences from the SEC and everybody else, like those are real, like there, it's a different brand of football. This is a diff this look and and maybe Alabama and and it's really just them. I mean, Florida doesn't really have it. Texas A&M doesn't really have it. Uh, you know, Auburn, LSU, they've got size, not like this Georgia team. This Georgia team is gigantic. And, and again, th- these aren't, aren't excuses. Michigan didn't play a very good game. Told you, Georgia was playing chess, Michigan was playing checkers. Like, the adjustments that were made on the fly, the the the, the scheme that was being played, Georgia outplayed Michigan in every facet of that game every single facet. When you when you swing James Cook out wide and then you've got James Ro- or, or or Josh Ross on him? I mean, like that's a mismatch. And then Stetson Bennett is good enough to drop a dime into into James Cook who's wide, essentially wide open. He's got three steps on Ross. And that's not that's not a knock against Ross. It's just a mismatch. You're a linebacker taking on a borderline receiver. Right? Like he's a running back but he's a receiver, and so they they took advantage of the mismatches. And actually, Michigan did it later in the game with with Edwards, with Donovan Edwards, uh, and it worked well. But at the same time, Georgia was just always moving the pieces around. And then you see on defense, where you know Michigan's bread and butter this year has been that offensive line. They've been able to establish. And, and maintain that leverage up front, they've been good in pass blocking, they've been good in run blocking, and yesterday they really weren't very good neither I mean, you want to talk about the rushing totals look, and, and this is where when you have an establish an identity of rushing the football and then you go against a team that will stop the run you got Hassan Haskins with 39 yards right, like your your second leading rusher was jj mccarthy like blake horn had 13 yards it's just it it was it was a it ended up being a, um a, in a situation where georgia they weren't necessarily like angry that they lost the sec championship game they their motivation was give us another shot we want alabama again like let's run it back and that was the motivation. So it wasn't necessarily anything against Michigan. It wasn't like the vitriol that Michigan and Ohio State share. This was just a good old-fashioned butt-whooping, and the Bulldogs laid it on. And really, the only reason Michigan scored a touchdown towards the end of the game, they they didn't. I mean, you had second stringers in, and they kind of let the foot off the gas. The game was over. So, it, look, it's a tough matchup. It was a tough situation, but I think you need to put it into perspective here. 12 wins, win over Ohio State, win the Big Ten championship. Those are big deals, and thankfully, they were able to get it done this year. Uh, We'll take a look at the Spartans coming up next. And then after that, we're going to talk about these two teams in terms of the future. Because I could make the argument that both of these teams are on the up and up. Both of these teams are in the upward trajectory. It may be a little more difficult for Michigan State going forward. I'll tell you why I think that. Coming up as Sports Wrap continues right here on WJR, Chris Renwick in this evening. Good to have you with us. Don't go anywhere. More to come next. Meanwhile, Michigan State is doing what Michigan State has done all year in that Peach Bowl, beating Georgia 31-21. Um you know, it was closer than the score ended up being. Right? Like Calvin's well, almost eighty yard pick six at the end of the game when George Return It's a, a ten point win, but it really was. he's had all year that changed in the second half i mean he was fantastic he, he played like he had all year Peyton thorne is a heck of a player and and michigan state did what they have been doing all year scratch claw fight get you play till the final whistle is is blown i mean th- that is what they do that is the mentality that is the mindset that's what that keep chopping means. That's what it means. You keep going. You play until the game is over. And, you know, start of the fourth quarter, they're down 21-10. And you're thinking, this thing is over. And, and, and it, look, the, the storyline was not going to be good. No Kenny Pickett. Nope, no Kenny Pickett. Davis, uh, excuse me, Nick Patty comes in, the backup quarterback. He goes two for five, rushes for a touchdown, and then breaks his collarbone. He's out. Enter Davis Bevel, your third-string quarterback. And Bevel, 14 for 18, 149 yards, averaging eight and a half a pop almost with a touchdown a pick. Looked pretty good. And that was kind of the, the one worry for the Spartans going in That secondary is a sieve. They are the worst secondary in the country. They are the worst defense against the pass in all of Division I football. But, but, they kept chopping. They kept at it. And again, I've said it, I don't know how many times throughout the course of the season, you gotta give Mel Tucker a ton of props, a ton of credit because the mindset that he has instilled in this team in this program is almost immeasurable. I mean re- really, this thing was spiraling out of control at the end of the D'Antonio era. Was, it just was, it's fact. They weren't they weren't very good. They weren't going anywhere. They weren't turning those 3-star, 2-star kids into first round, you know, NFL picks anymore. They weren't doing it. Like that that magic, that thing had had left. East Lansing, it wasn't there anymore, and so things they were they were not going in the right direction for the Spartans. And then Mel Tucker comes into the game late last year. They have a rough season through COVID. Everybody did, and and away you go. And and the way that he worked the portal this year, the way that he built this team, the way that he was able to build this foundation. Really in a year? I mean, this is quick dry cement here. This guy did it in in no time. It's incredible. It's an incredible job by by Mel Tucker and his staff. Really. It's wonderful. It's a master class. And and you wonder why teams like LSU, programs like LSU, perhaps even USC were after this guy. That's why. Because they see what he's doing in a year. It's incredible. So you gotta give the Spartans a lot of credit. Because, you know, beating Michigan, that's the barometer in East Lansing. Just like at Michigan, it's beating Ohio State. At Michigan State, you got to beat the Wolverines. They did. Mission accomplished. Next week, you get popped against Purdue. You can't do that. Right? Like, that's a bugaboo that you got to fix. You beat your rival, but then you got to come back strong because everything's all the cards are on the table still. Like, you still have an opportunity to lay your flush down. And then, you know, it didn't work out. And then you go get bombed against Ohio State. No shame in that. And and then you, you're, your plans are derailed a little bit. But this team is headed in the right direction. This team wasn't equipped to win the Big Ten. They weren't. But but the fact of the matter is, you're seeing where they want to take this thing. You're seeing where Tucker wants to go with it. And and you have a quarterback that, you know, look, I, Peyton Thorne's never going to win you Heisman but he's a game manager who makes good decisions most of the time and he's got a good arm and when you when you have somebody like that you can work with it you can you can add the pieces however you want whether it's recruiting whether it's development or through the transfer because we know you know Mel Tucker can do it all so i I think that the 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 future prognosis here and this is kind of where I need your help eight hundred eight five nine zero nine five seven is is who do you think's got the the rosier outlook here? who do you think of these two teams is going in in even a uh, the, the the Ascension is even steeper because I'll tell you this I think that when you look at the the makeup of this team and where the talent came from, they're transfer guys right? Kenneth Walker, Jalen Reed, Jaden Naylor. Like, dude, those guys, those guys are all transfer players. And it's not a shot at, at player development or recruiting. I mean, we really don't know how Mel Tucker is going to recruit yet. Like, he's got a top 20 class. That's great. Um, But you're coming off a really nice year here. But you also have some guys that I don't, you can't expect a Kenneth Walker in the portal every year. You can't expect a reader nailer every year. And so I think that's where a lot of the questions are going to be. For Michigan State going forward, who are they? Who are their guys? Who are the dogs, the Spartan dogs? Who are they? I mean, I'll tell you, Trey Mosley looks like a guy that is going to be your number one receiver next year. The West Bloomfield product. He looks like the guy who's going to be the receiver next year. Like, he was your third behind Naylor and Reed this year. I think he's the guy next year. But you lose the production of Naylor and Reed? It's tough. That's a tough proposition. And I know you got the kid coming in from Wisconsin, but geez Pete, he ain't Kenneth Walker. I'll tell you that right now. So, you know, I just think you got to, and I've seen it with Michigan. You saw the talent. When Jim Harbaugh gets there, the Jabril Peppers, the Glasgow's, all those guys, all those guys that went on to play in the NFL, still playing in the NFL, have had productive careers. Chris Wormley, all those guys, um, you you see kind of what happened when you lose that talent. You see what happened when you don't, when when you're not able to restock right away. And and maybe Mel Tucker can. Maybe Mel Tucker is going to work the portal again like a magician. To have those expectations every year, I think you gotta you gotta temper them. Meanwhile, for Michigan, I, I think Michigan's on a much different track. Um, I think that that JJ McCarthy is a different type of quarterback. Um, and if Cade McNamara and 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 they continue to do this, I don't think that they're gonna continue to do this back and forth thing. Like JJ, there was packages for JJ. JJ was uh he had certain things in the playbook that were only designed for him. Cade was the starter. Well, now next year when you kind of see what JJ can do under the lights in a big time game, in a big time moment. I mean, that pass down the sideline in that Ohio State game for JJ coming in coming in cold was it, jaw dropping. I mean, he he's got a howitzer for an arm, but he's got a little bit of touch too. It needs refinement. Where JJ needs to 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 kind of develop and, and mature is when you don't see your first read, you don't need to take off and run. You need to go through your progressions, and that's not something that he's done a real good job of. He's a true freshman. and And Cade's a, a junior, right? Like, it's different when you're kind of seeing where the talent is. Donovan Edwards, freshman. Blake Corum, sophomore. Eric Alls a junior. Roman Wilson's a junior. Andre Anthony is a freshman. Cornelius Johnson's a junior. Mike still AJ Henning, sophomores. Now that's the offensive side of the ball. Defensively, you lose a lot of folks. I mean, you lose. You're going to lose a majority of your of your players. You know, Aiden Hutchinson's gone. David Ajabo, gone. Donovan Jeter, Christopher Hinton. I mean, those guys in the middle, probably gone. Um, Dax Hill, gone. I mean, you lose a lot on the defensive side of the ball. But, with that being said, they worked a lot of guys in. Rod Moore, DJ Turner, those are guys that they worked in. Nakai Hill Green at the linebacker spot, worked them in. So, yeah, I'd love to get your thoughts on this. 800-859-0957. On on who you think is kind of heading in the, in the maybe even a, the the right direction but just at a at a quicker pace. Because I think there are still some things to address within that Michigan state roster where I think the questions are a little less in Ann Arbor. But I'd love to get your thoughts on it. 800-859-0957. I think that the message here is you got two great football teams in this state. You got two Really good programs in this state that it just makes this division in the Big Ten East a a lot more. uh, It's just a lot more more fun to watch. So we'll keep an eye on it. In the meantime, coming up on the other side, get you caught up on what else is going around uh, college football. I want to get Jason's thoughts also on the Cincinnati Alabama game. We'll talk about that. Uh, We have uh, the uh, Rose Bowl going on right now, second quarter action. Uh, Utah, Ohio State. I'll give you the score on that one. Coming up next, I'll tell you the score. We'll tell you who's winning. It's twenty-eight to fourteen. We'll tell you who's winning next here on Sports Rap. All right, welcome back. Uh, I want to play uh, before we get to uh, what's going on out in Pasadena. Uh, I want to, uh, and we'll get you caught up on some other scores uh, around uh, college football as well as the bowls games continue here on uh, new year's day. Uh, I I wanted to talk about, or I I wanted to get you some of these, this audio from Jim Harbaugh, Cade McNamara uh, and, and, and Josh Ross after the game, because obviously they were disappointed. Um, And and Harbaugh said to kind of kick things off. Look, this just, it wasn't their game. They didn't have it. Here's cut one. No,
1: congratulations to uh, Georgia. They played uh, a heck of a game in all phases. Um, love the way our guys fought, um, you know, it wasn't, uh, wasn't our best, but, uh, certainly was theirs. They, uh, they played extremely well.
0: Uh, there's no doubt about that. Meanwhile, um, the, the, the players kind of gave their thoughts, uh, about the loss and, and they were asked specifically about the season as a whole, because when you go out, look, quite frankly, uh, you you blew the game against Michigan State up 15 through the th- halfway through the third quarter. You really just can't do that. But I think that propelled them going forward. You beat Ohio State. You go to Indy. You beat Iowa to win the Big Ten for the first time in forever. And and I I think that the players kind of took that in totality in terms of kind of looking back on this season as a whole, separating the championship or the the playoff game from the rest of the season. Here is Cup Four, Cade McNamara. Um, I think. You know, obviously, it's very disappointing right now. I mean, we gave you know everything we got, and uh, we got beat tonight. But I think, you know, once you know once we give it a little time, we'll be able to appreciate a lot of the great things we were able to accomplish this season. But you know, after a loss, you're obviously going to take it hard, and you know, we're a competitive group. But um, that's not going to take away from you know the great things that we had this season as well. Yeah, it's a piggyback what Kay said. Uh you know we did accomplish great things this year and although it is a disappointing way to end it um we did do great things this year we can't forget about that um today we we got out and uh it wasn't the, it wasn't the best game for us but as far as the season as far as a whole we had so many great moments with our group uh such a great culture that we built here and like coach Harbaugh says, uh it's just the beginning of what we've built what we are building and uh moving on to next year to see what what they're building on, because I you know this is a good start, uh, but again you lose a lot of talent on that defense, so it'll it can kind of be interesting to see what they're building offensively. You can kind of see it defensively. There are questions. Uh, all right, uh, one of the greatest. I don't care, I don't care what conference, uh, you're a fan of. I don't care what team you're a fan of. The Rose Bowl is, as Brent Musburger used to say, out of them all. It is the bowl game and, and to have that connection with the big 10 is really special. So it's something that we here in this footprint, in this conference cherish. Um, now it, it it's special because it's got the parade. There's a lot of pomp and circumstance uh, uh, surrounding the Rose bowl. It's a big deal. Um, and, and you got Ohio state as the home team uh, against number 11, Utah. Uh Ohio State has pulled within seven now. It's 28-21 to Utah uh, with 7.07 to go. Utah with the ball. Um, Utah scoring 14 points in each of the first two quarters. Ohio State scoreless in the first, and then they've rattled off 21 unanswered points here in the second quarter. That's impressive. In the meantime, out at the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. Oh, my goodness.
1: Did you, are you, do you have the game on right now? The, the Rose Bowl. I do
0: not. I do not have it on. What you uh, was fourth? This, was
1: fourth this? and one. Utah's uh-huh. quarterback, just a little quarterback sneak. He kind of he kind of twirls his way and and just scampers for a sixty yard touchdown.
0: <gasps> oh my goodness.
1: So I was gonna say first team to sixty, maybe first team to seventy. Yeah. Now.
0: Yeah. 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 I didn't, you know, the over under in that game I think was in in the sixties, sixty four. Um, yeah. All right. Well, uh, if you took the over, uh, I think you're you're going to win this one. Uh, At the Fiesta Bowl, in in what was a really intriguing matchup because you thought Notre Dame and Okie State were kind of the other two teams outside of Alabama, Michigan, Georgia, and and um, Cincinnati that were kind of making a push. Oklahoma State got beat by Baylor in the big, in the Big 12 championship game and that knocked them out of the picture. But Notre Dame was on the bubble. They were that they were that 15. Uh how about Okie State beating Notre Dame 37 to 35. Notre Dame blew a 20 uh, 28 to 14 halftime lead. Okie State scored 17 points in the third quarter. Uh, held Notre Dame scoreless in that stanza, and then at the end of the day, they beat Notre Dame thirty-seven to thirty-five. Uh, Jason, I have a bit of uh, of a trivia question for you. Are you ready? Yeah. Um, when was the last time Notre Dame won a New Year's Six bowl?
1: Uh, I do know the answer to that, and that you is do know the answer. Never. Oh, and eight in BCS and New Year's Six bowl games.
0: Yes. The last time they won what now is considered a big, the, the Cotton Bowl was 1994 against Texas A&M. They are 0 and 10 since 1994 in what now we consider these New Year Six games. 0 and 10 as an as an independent. This is what you play for. Like you you you're not always going to make the national championship game, obviously. Uh, you don't have a, a, a conference championship game to look forward to. You don't even have a division conference championship to look forward to. Like, you are playing for one of these six bowl games. And Notre Dame is 0-10 since 94 when they won the Cotton Bowl. I mean, what are you doing? yeah it, look, I get it's a money thing. I get it. I, I get it all. I get it. But that is, that's an embarrassment. You want to talk about an embarrassment. It's the fighting Irish in the postseason. They stink. Uh, in the meantime, also today, in the Citrus Bowl, uh, Kentucky outlasts Iowa 20-17 to 17 a uh, late touchdown in the fourth quarter, with under one and a half to go, propels the Wildcats over the Hawkeyes in Iowa. And 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 Petrus at the end of the game threw a pick and got pressured, scrambled to his left, and threw across his body through the interception. I mean, look, I, 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 Iowa's defense—they're okay, like they're good. Their offense stinks. Iowa was the number two team in the country at one point. You remember that? Ah, they're terrible. They stink. That was, um, that was this year. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. Um, Penn State loses to Arkansas. Who? Arkansas, twenty-four to ten. Good luck with that ten-year contract. And uh, and uh, and you know, I'm <laughs> James Franklin is J- is gonna James Franklin like that's what he's gonna do. So what he's going to do uh Penn State loses uh 24 to 10 was to that
1: Arkansas. the was that the SEC's uh first bowl win too besides the nato- besides the national Georgia
0: Chiefs. yeah 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 and yeah, i
1: think the, 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 the SEC has not
0: yeah they have not fared well um and i think uh Michigan's the only team for Michigan to lose in their bowl game uh you got LSU Kansas State uh, that's uh, Tuesday, and then you got Georgia, Alabama, um, still on the docket. So uh, I, that's just a couple of things that I, you know, when I was when I was going back and and I was like, when was the last time Alabama uh, 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 Notre Dame won like a legit bowl game? Like it's the never is the answer. Never ninety four. Chase ninety four. I was six. I was I was seven years old in ninety four. <sighs> I was I mean, 15. I mean, what? Uh, can you Can you put – that's in, incredible. That's an incredible – it's actually, like, difficult to do, I feel. I don't know. It, it's it's pretty remarkable. Um, I'll, I'll tell you what. We'll take a quick break. Come back on the other side. I want to talk about New Year's resolutions. Let's talk New Year's resolutions. I, I want to jump to the NFL and talk about New Year's resolutions. Look, you want to weigh in on Michigan, Michigan State. 800-859-0957. It's a number for you. Call, text, whatever you want to do. You want to hop on Facebook and join us on, on the, the show there. We're streaming live. God bless. Do it. We're there for you. 800-859-0WJR. We'll talk about New Year's resolutions. And we'll talk about the greatest player in NFL history. We'll talk about his New Year's resolution. Coming up next here on SportsRap. This Rose Bowl is insane. Well, Jason, what is happening? I mean, this is five touchdowns scored in the span of about three minutes. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba was, he caught a beautiful pass from C.J. Stroud and was about 10 yards from the end zone. When one of the Utah players from behind punched the ball out, he fumbled into the end zone and Utah recovered. What is happening (laughs) in Pasadena right now? Somebody turned
1: the power on the PlayStation.
0: Oh my gosh. This is, I mean, this is wild.
1: And in the meantime, with yesterday's national championship semifinals, the committee's going. Man, these were two dog games, Boy, these other games are entertaining. But they don't mean as much as those
0: did. Right? You love that. You know, I I, I love that excuse. First of all, all bowl games, most of the bowl games, they don't mean anything. They don't. they don't. Your New Year's Six games, they mean a little more, especially when you're talking about recruiting. Especially when you're talking about you know getting players in the mix a big deal. Those are bigger games. When you're dealing with no, does the result necessarily matter? It doesn't. So can you get some younger guys in? Can you get some playing time in against really good talent? Yep, you can. Like those are different kind of beasts. I don't need necessarily to play Fresno State in a bowl game. Uh, I, that's I, that does nothing for me. It, it my our, you know the players get uh, a, a nice new water bottle and bag. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing else that's really beneficial so the new some Year's of Six these games aren't
1: even played in warm climates like uh the oh the
0: pinstripe bowl in in <laughs> in, in yankee stadium
1: which is cool but i mean is it really a reward
0: <laughs> no oh god no no, <laughs> no it is not no it is not who wants to go to new york i just, no 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 it's not a reward i mean it's cool to play at yankee stadium i guess but that's, that's
1: about funny. the only appeal
0: um so, no, I I, I I never buy the, well, these games don't matter. They do matter, especially when you're talking about recruiting, especially when you say, look, we get to these games, right? Like, we're not playing in the Pinstripe Mayo Bowl and whatever. We don't play in those games. We play in the New Year Six, or we're knocking on the doorstep to the CFP. That's what we do here. Like, that's the draw. That's how you do this thing. So, those bowl games matter. The Rose Bowl matters. It matters absolutely. It matters. The stupid PlayStation Fiesta Bowl matters. Yeah, it does. Of course, it does. So I, I, you know, Herbie's an Ohio State guy. He's gonna he's gonna do a little bit of the talking out of both sides of his mouth. I, you know, I I generally like Kirk Street. I, I was a little annoyed with him last night. Like at one point in that Michigan game, he was like. Well, I think we should probably start moving on to the championship game with, like, eight minutes left. And I'm like, hey, Kirk, could you just – could you not? Like, is is uh, is that the salt in the wound for beating your alma mater? Like, is that how it works? So I wasn't real happy with that. But I was – right. well, look, I wasn't in a good place, Jason. I'm sorry. Did, I wasn't in a good
1: Did place. you happen to see him on the pregame show yesterday, Kirk Herbstreet was um, – they were – uh Obviously, in Miami, the heat was so intense he kept running off the set. No, I didn't see that. <laughs> I have to find a video. So when he finally came back to the set, he had one of the uh, vents pointing at one of his like down by his legs, so he could get some air oh, conditioning. Sure. But he and they kept making fun of him. He just kept running off set, and I'm I... he, he looked like Cindy Crawford at a at a photo shoot. He's got his <laughs> right. his
0: hair blowing around, his ties all over the place, <laughs> right. You know, um, here's the thing: is is you know these ball games, of course, matter. They absolutely matter. Um, do you do the New Year's resolution thing? Is that something you do, Jason? Is that something you partake in?
1: No, I, I I generally don't. I like I've already started to do things like I've I've been going back to the gym regularly. I started that in November. So certain things okay. I've gotten a jump start on, um, but I, right. you know, the the whole the new year, the new yeah, you know, I usually I definitely don't um, put pen to paper when it comes to that.
0: All right. Well, you most know. people don't. You know who else it doesn't seem like does that is Bill Belichick. Now, uh, I think that this needs to be said. Bill Belichick, when it especially when it comes to like media availability, press conferences, Bill Belichick is like. He's like the Marshawn Lynch of, like, the regular season. Like, every day he is Marshawn Lynch. I'm just here so I won't get fined. Like, I'm just here so I won't get fined. Bill Belichick doesn't offer anything up. And if you ever watch one of his press conferences, doesn't offer anything up. Hey, Coach, uh, you, you know, the Lions, uh, Jared Goff, obviously, uh, Amon Ross, St. Brown, somebody you got to keep an eye on, T.J. Hawkinson, DeAndre so uh, how, how do you keep him in check? Wow, we're just, we just got a game plan for him. That's it. You just got to, you just got to keep an eye on him and that's it. And, and, and like he just kind of shrugs his shoulders, like, okay, like next. Well, all right. Okay. How do you, how do you plan defensively? I mean, they've been playing pretty well lately. How do you, how do you, you stop the corners? What, what do you do to the front seven? How do you get them to to come downhill so you can hit them over the top? Uh, How do you do it? Well, you just, you just, you got to make sure that, uh, that you, you're doing the job in practice to make sure, like, okay, all right. So, Bill Belichick doesn't offer anything, and so when somebody comes to the table with a new question, something that 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 is a little out there, I obviously the attention gets drawn to it. I I I give you, Exhibit One. Juliet Pennington. She apparently is a reporter with the Boston Globe. She attended a New England Patriots press conference after they had just lost to the Bills. Mind you, this is like the Monday after they lost. Uh, And she asked this question to Bill Belichick. Hi, um, football aside, sorry, but I'm doing a story about New Year's resolutions. And I was just wondering if you had any you wanted to share with your fans and our readers.
1: Yeah, no, not right now.
0: Okay, thanks.
1: Maybe next week
0: maybe next week maybe next week okay i'll uh, i'll throw it out there that i'm trying to cut down on my sweets like is what what do you look even if you're not a football person like i think everybody has a, a general idea of the 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 overall demeanor of Bill Belichick like especially if you're in the new england area if you're in boston you know you know Bill Belichick's personality, so coming to him asking for his New Year's resolution is a well, it's a, it's a, it's a both strong and interesting move. So he says, I, I don't know, maybe next week. Then, what Juliet Pennington does? What does she do? She comes back and asks the follow-up to to Bill Belichick. Listen here, New Year's Eve day. Um, have you had a chance to consider any New Year's resolutions since I asked you on Sunday?
1: Yeah, they, they would all be personal, so it probably wouldn't mean anything to you anyway. Thank you.
0: <laughs> and what you don't obviously, we can't provide to you here. But if you watch the video, like I encourage you to go on Twitter and check this out. He's got this little smirk at the end. Like, I'm. I. The rage is building. And the only, like, productive way he can let that rage out in that moment is to just smile. First of all, Bill Belichick never smiles. Ever. Ever, ever. But for whatever reason, just at the end of that, he was just like, there was this, just like, just a tinge of a smile. And for a second, I was fearful for everybody in that room. I was afraid of what Bill Belichick. might. I mean, it was, that is an all-timer. Then, you got Tom Brady weighing in. Uh says, I don't want to be as brave and courageous as she was asking that question to Coach Belichick after a loss. That's what I want for the new year.
1: <laughs> and she said she was doing a story, not a story a about story. Bill Belichick in his new no. year. So what where's the story and who participated? <laughs> you
0: know, it's a good question. Jay, do a quick search on that. Right, we only have a, a second or left, a, a second or two left here. Do do, do can we get a Juliet Pay? Oh, let me see. let me see if I can do it. We only have a couple seconds here. Juliet Pennington, New Year's story, New Year's. All right, let's see. Um, oh, so she is a. All right, here we go. Let's see. Um, so no, we we have no Julia Pennington story yet. So it more
1: than likely was just it was somebody was was ribbing her, or she decided to do it herself to see what uh. he would say.
0: Well, are they just, is she doing, like, a piece on New Year's resolutions for dignitaries and, uh, you know, those in the New England area? <laughs> right. <They're> just, just,
1: <laughs> right. I don't, nobody that. knows.
0: <laughs> nobody knows what Julia Pennington's going to do. I love it. It's wonderful.
1: We she's, look forward to I, her future material.
0: I I will look for the, <laughs> if she posts this tonight, we will bring it to you on Sports Wrap tomorrow. Uh, All right, that's going to do it for us. Have yourself a wonderful Saturday. Back at it tomorrow, 6 to 7, right here on WJR. Uh, Have yourself a wonderful rest of your Saturday. And my goodness, if you're watching this Rose Bowl, uh, pour yourself a stiff one because you're in for a bumpy ride. Have a good night.